Good day. Uh, this is Michael Muth of Going Global International Interviews. Today we are speaking with Adarsh Arora, President and CEO of Lyle Technology Partners. Uh, you can learn more about them at Lyle Tech, L-I-S-L-E, Tech, T-E-C-H dot com. We're speaking with Adarsh about outsourcing software development to India. Uh, for an edited transcript of this interview, you can find them either at intlalliances.com or at midwestbusiness.com. Okay, I'd to get to the origin of outsourcing. What started the outsourcing explosion? Yeah, uh, I think the, you know, outsourcing got started I, I think maybe we should, I guess maybe we should restrict it specifically to IT. Right, I mean, it's not about IT. That's the only thing. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> I think the outsourcing, not the explosion, but the outsourcing got started yeah, in, in somewhere in the 80s uh, when a very clever company called Tata Consultancy Services started sending people here to augment existing teams. It was not outsourcing, but people from India started to come over and learn mm -hmm. how software is actually built, what kind of needs really there are. By the way, just for your information, I believe Tata Consultancy Services did an IPO less than two months ago. One of okay. the biggest IPOs in, in Indian IT. Yeah. I yeah. The explosion actually happened. So when I was doing the, the IPO, any idea how much they raised in the IPO? Oh, I do not recall the number, but they are huge numbers because they are probably same size or bigger than Infosys. Okay. So, say, yeah. It was very highly anticipated ideal. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, the um, explosion actually started when I was doing uh, the previous company, part of software services, mm -hmm. because those were the Y2K days, and the sense was that the work which had to be done in Y2K, they just not enough resources mm -hmm. in, in the uh, in the country, mm -hmm. and uh, you could just see the. Uh, software factories being set up to do renovations. Mm -hmm. And actually, we played in that in, in, uh, from, from, from Paragon. We actually licensed our technologies from Indian companies to do renovations. So we saw. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and on this side, on the customer side, I think the confidence started to get built up that you know, these things actually can be done, can be offshore. Yes, so it had to work both ways. That Indian mm -hmm. companies had to get formed quickly, they had to do the delivery, and the customers started getting a little bit more confident. So for example, was there an event that or a company or some thing that led customers to this confidence specifically. I mean, that whole, the critical yeah. mass. I, I don't think it was that it was the one company, but if you want to think about who are some of the earliest players who started using India effectively. Mm -hmm. uh, Motorola, mm -hmm. Hewlett Packard, mm -hmm. General Electric. Mm -hmm. But these were really the marquee companies who started to establish their base there. I'm sure you can understand Motorola's of interest. How did Motorola Leverage India per se. Oh, and India. India. Oh, okay. Motorola just said we just going to hire the best people. I, I even remember the guy who went there to start this thing. His name was George Smith. And from there I met him, I think, in uh, somewhere in mid 80s. And that's where you're up to. Uh, and he said, I'm, I'm going to uh, India to start a software <laughs> And uh, so it was really. And now, now I think Motorola is that plus. Four to five thousand people in uh, seventeen, eighteen centers, and India and China are their biggest ones. So, but they're not going there early because it's that the issue is 
that talent at that point. The cost was not the driver at that point. Mm-hmm. Issue was where can you find the best talent and uh, let's just go there early and but all these companies could see that those are going to be real markets as well. So they had to apply them from that perspective also. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, it's interesting because in my mind part of what fueled it as well is the internet. No, that's different. Okay. Okay. That, that's not what we interact in the internet. That and I don't need to put no, 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 but that's right. right. Internet, I, I don't know whether you heard me say this thing before or not, I absolutely believe that Internet is the superconductor of knowledge transfer. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But the explosion started in the Y2K to say the confidence that built up. And then the Internet has really made it so very clear, so very apparent that the knowledge can get transferred very quickly. I, I look at in my own company and I say, um, you know, four or five years ago, if I look at a software engineer here in the US, in my company, a software engineer in my own center of environment. Mm-hmm. There was a discernible difference mm-hmm. between their knowledge of new technology, new concept of someone, mm-hmm. the difference of essentially here. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. right? Okay. Whatever is published here, whatever is known here is instantly known there. Mm-hmm. So that has taken this whole situation to be to be kind of kind of next level. Mm-hmm. And you really see the evening out of the uh, of the uh, knowledge mm-hmm. in, in in the IT industry. So why UK give the confidence to the customers that that can happen, and internet actually made it happen in terms of technically making it happen that you can actually do this. Okay. In your mind, who should be considering offshoring in terms of size, specific technologies, particular industries? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think uh, well, one answer is that everybody wants to do right because there's some cost reduction. Um, but I think you have to look at the project, the type of project um, that, that are to be executed. You have a project which requires uh, tremendous amount of interaction, tremendous amount of interaction in the early stages. That is not a very good candidate. So actually, I gave a presentation at the, um, I don't know whether you were there or not, uh, day one time um, organized that. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, right? And so I really thought about it in terms of the project. And what kind of projects can be outsourced and what kind of projects really should not be outsourced. And essentially it comes down to um, the level of communication. So I would say one thing, if you have a, you, you're designing a GUI, right, and, and uh, it's constantly being worked at and 10 people are giving their input, that is not the best kind of thing to do um, overseas anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the, uh, now, I mean, I think if you ask this question before the internet, we would have come to the type of projects you can do. Now, because of the internet, that is not the issue. You can essentially do all kinds of projects. Actual IT is being built now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Out of India, actual IT is being built. Mm-hmm. These companies, Motorola and HP, these companies are actually building IT, which they're selling worldwide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember in your presentation, part of what you were saying was Indian developers are moving up in levels of sophistication, yep. and they're being trusted to create their own new IT, whereas before they were simply doing a lot of back office stuff, repetitive tasks, and so on. So there's two types of things going on in India, you know There's the moving of the chain, mm-hmm. and then there is this whole concept of video phenomena, which is amazing phenomena. There's nothing to move up or down the value chain there. It's basically they can speak English and there's internet. Mm-hmm. Right? The only jump calls I get at home now are from India. I mean, now alone, believe me. Yeah, I'm able to draw the U.S. because we have the law here. But I guess that law does not cover people calling from India. Or the BPO. So you go to Bangalore. I go to Bangalore. It's 24 hours a week now. The mailership starts 
10 o'clock at night to, you know, early morning. That's the time they're making all the calls to us. Mm-hmm. So you have this, this uh, software phenomenon where people are moving up the value chain and then you have this call center and this, this DPO stuff with log back office and stuff. We know English so we can do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in other words, in terms of size of company, any restrictions or no restrictions? Well, okay, so let's, let's take a look at it. Uh, large companies like Motorola and HPS figured it out. So they said GE, so they're large companies. If you go to the startup companies, in value you can get funded unless you're going off the right. Well, that was going to be one of my questions, but it is in fact, I, I, you learned that. You, you give a presentation, we you say, what is an offshore start, and it's not why not. You might as well jump to it. Yeah. Is that the case for IdealFlow, Angel Fund, which you work with as well? Yeah, I mean, we, when we look at a plan, we are asking that question now. If there's very legitimate reasons, it's a different issue, but that is a check checkpoint issue. Okay. Is it a critical go no go kind of uh, issue? If it is a if it is software which we think can really be built in, then you know why not putting money in a company which is not which is not a trigger of money? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So and and small companies, one of the key things of success and entrepreneurship is you've got to figure out a way. Mm-hmm. Now, mid-sized companies have a different, different kind of problem. So small companies will struggle, they'll figure it out, right? They'll find some friend or friend or something and say, okay, I got I to do this. Mm-hmm. Mid-sized companies are caught in the middle. Um, they do not have the scale, they do not have the size of these large companies to go make the initial investment, serve their own centers, you know, there's, there's, there's a fear factor after all, Asia is not Europe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and they're not nimble enough as start companies. It's a different animal. It's a different animal. Mm-hmm. And those are the people who are struggling with it. They would like to offshore, they would like to get that benefit, but I don't think they're figuring out how to do that yet. But, you know, usually mid-sized companies, though, have gone through a startup phase, and, and hopefully they haven't lost the, the can-do kind of attitude. No, they have. I think after a company becomes a few hundred people company, I don't think there's a substantial difference between three, four hundred people company and five thousand people company. Five thousand people company runs like a different division, each division being four to six hundred. It's the same issue. Oh, yeah, maybe. Uh, so it's harder. I mean, I, I think it's just harder. Mm-hmm. Um, large companies can make a strategic decision. They have the money to set up their own thing and slowly move towards that. Small companies, as you said, they find anything to say, they've got. Sure. Midnight companies, a lot of other issues come, uh, come in play. And um, so, so if you look around, and you will just see that right now, that sector of the economy is doing the least amount of outsourcing in general, particularly offshore, which is really good. Okay, in terms of technology, are there particular ones that lend themselves better to outsourcing? For example, ERP, CRM, um, you know, other particular software sets, if you will. Yeah. Well, ERP, people are very effective to with it. CRM, that company is doing this. Even design automation software, which used to be considered one of the hardest things to do, and it is actually one of the hardest kind of software to write. Yes. companies in India doing design automation. But there's a reason, because most engineers in India come to electrical engineering out, at least they used to. Mm-hmm. Electric engineering is a very, very defined discipline in India, and if you look at design automation, those are the people who essentially go to those companies. So I think we have a very good knowledge base in India for people mm-hmm. to go to design automation software. Okay. Um, I know wonderful companies that are doing graphics, but not, not, not too many. Mm-hmm. Um, 
then you look at telecom and telecom on motor and stuff and you know, there's, there's thousands of people doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you say, what are the areas to be left? Well, um, not much work yet. Um, security. Mm-hmm. Yes. The reason I'm saying it is because you know, we're doing something security, so, so we're pretty good sense of what is going on in here. Now, is it because the type of software that has to be built? No. It is, I think the domain knowledge is not that, not that high. Mm-hmm. And to build effective software, it's not just technology, it's have some sense of the domain in which you are operating. So we and, and I think that in, for example, security area has not been fit. Telecom is very well covered. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, so if you look at those broad areas, that's one area that will come to our mind which is, which is not covered. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and are there particular industries which lend themselves to outsourcing particular things? Yes. For example, well, Finance and banking. It started out with, okay, let's do some back office. Well, we can build this application as well. Well, we can maybe find some people who will still work on legacy because many people here, you know, we don't have many people who understand legacy stuff anymore. Scope of programmers are hard to find. And you find them in India. And so with finance and banking, you guys do transaction processing? Uh, processing. And that's why I might expand. Every bank is involved, insurance companies, actually, they are the, uh, so you are working with a very high tech, East and Motorola, and then you have these financial services companies. Mm-hmm. They are really, they are, the, they are two groups of people who are in their process. Any insights on what happened with Bank One? Because supposedly they brought back some of the things that they had outsourced. I think the Bank One, um, I do not know specifically, but I know, I, I've heard the story. And I think there, there are two types of issues which are, which are playing. And one really gets into the security thing. Also, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, these companies are now sending over information which at least in this country we classify as pretty private and confidential and medical information and financial information and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go to call centers on these back office things in India, uh, you will be interested in knowing that when a person walks into to do the job, you can have paper, pencil, pager, um, cell phone, Anything essentially so that you can use that to bring some information out. <laughs> you leave all those things for the desk and then you pick it up and you go to that home. Mm-hmm. Okay? This is a rudimentary but somewhat effective way and you don't have access on your internet to email, you cannot get email, you cannot send email. Okay? Of course, no tape calls, nothing in which you can bring information out. Mm-hmm. That's a rudimentary form but effective form so that in mass scale the information cannot be stored. Now, um, there have been some cases, um, uh, as a matter of fact, I think um, the, um, there was a case recently out of China where some woman was um, asking uh, some money to be given, otherwise she released some information. I think China's government cracked down very, very hard on her. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a case out of India where some IP was actually uh, <coughs> stolen, uh, and um, this person sends a mail to a uh, they're comparator in the valley that I have this kind of code. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this company contacted the FBI here. Mm-hmm. And um, this story came out in the newspaper that that's how I know about that. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was that uh, he, uh, this person was told the ID, who was asked to show up in this five star hotel, or Ashoka Hotel, in New Delhi. And he saw I went there and they were one morning, Michael Norman tried to do a deal with him, and as soon as people did, she had any part of the FBI agent. The point being that the Indian government 
the, the complete cooperation because they want to publicize this sort of stuff that how dangerous it is and what sort of penalties there are going to be. Okay? So, has it, has it happened? Yes. Um, has it happened quite frequently? No. But the fact remains that a lot of sensitive information is going there. And so, actually, I, I tell you this. Indian companies do not buy, do not spend too much money on buying systems and tools. Because the mindset is, you are never, never cheap. Why spend so much money buying tools and systems? Mm -hmm. I believe security is one of the few areas in which you will actually see a market in this. Mm -hmm. Because the customers here, you know, when, when we are customers here, we used to force the Indian companies to say, oh, you are only SCI level 2, now go to SCI level 3, now go to SCI level 4, now go to SCI level 5. So, to give some sense of the problems you are in place, I predict the same thing is going to happen on the security side. We're going to insist that these vendors move up some higher level of security. I mean, I've got to admit, just in researching this conversation, I was kind of surprised to find the small size of the Indian market. And I guess part of some of the things you're describing explains why that is. Correct. Yeah. Just a never see oil buying sense to Security is one area in which I think we as customers are going to be able to drive those companies to elevate the system, elevate the security. Yeah. And I mean, I may have seen dated information, but I noticed, uh, you know, the potential for telecom infrastructure, software, all that kind of stuff is still huge, yeah. which is something that's obviously required here. Yeah. So, um, okay. I guess in a general way, why should a company here in Chicago outsource, and why not? We've already discussed a couple of the risks. Yeah. I just want to address that explicitly. Well, I mean, I think that the, if there were no benefits like now in qualified, I think most people would not outsource. Mm -hmm. just would not. Mm -hmm. uh, I know the argument is made by the time the best people who can do the best job, do all your core values and all this sort of stuff. But if there were no cost benefits, I think most companies would not be doing it. Okay, so that's always a key driver. Mm -hmm. Then the question is, um, what cost? What are the other costs of mm -hmm. really doing, 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 doing this outsourcing? Mm -hmm. And I think the, um, I think the human cost is uh, considerable, it's right there. I think, um, what do you mean by human cost? Um, I think the employment situation in IT is horrible in that country. And I don't think it's going to improve. Mm -hmm. I just don't see it improving. Um, the, uh, because, because the part of that comes is that if I'm going to pay, you know, $100,000 at the loaded cost as a software engineer, another engineer really is doing something very specific to the table which I can't find in India. Why am I doing this? And I think each individual decision when it's part of one million times by different people, that, 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 that is a good thing. And so, so in the organization, I mean, if you are quote unquote making an apple to apple comparison. Yes. Yes, if you're making apples to apples comparison. Now, um, the, what is happening in the large companies, people kind of know that if outsourcing data started, it's just a matter of time and, you know, it's not clear what's actually going to happen to them. So, um, as an organization, you want to hold on to the best people, you want to provide a steady a, a situation as easily possible can, but there is a cost associated with that. And that has to be that has to be thought about. Um, but um, do we really think about that? No. Because you know, we are very proud of our bottom line economy and that's the way it is. At the end of the if there's a single national leader who's talking about this issue, I do not know that also. I think I heard Senator um, Schumer from uh, New York once talked about that in a sensible way. He's a friend of New York. 
mm-hmm. and here's this debate uh, with Carla Hill, who I believe used to be the uh, very senior person in the Reagan administration, and this was about a year ago I saw that debate, and the debate was about outsourcing. And the argument is, well, in general, outsourcing is great, so you know, it brings more back to the country, whatever. And Schumer's point was that I was a believer in that, and I'm a free market here. But if you, either now I go to Wall Street first, and I'm not talking about that of this one. I'm talking about people who make hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollars doing significant technology work. These JP Morgan's and these other companies tell me, two years down the road, none of these things will exist here. So we're not talking about spending thirty thousand dollars job. We're talking about people who are making significant amount of money because this thing can be done otherwise. So what is the ordinary strategy? That's that's not clear. But I think I'm getting too too far away from no. what we're talking okay. about. Yeah. Um, Okay, so in other words, I mean, the driver is cost. Driver is cost. Okay. Um, what are some of the other risks in addition to the things that we've already talked about? Well, okay, let me talk about security risk. This is potential security risk. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a risk uh, that, uh, uh, gee, uh, if you're directly dealing with an offshore vendor, mm-hmm. um, the legal system doesn't work the way it works yet. Mm-hmm. Okay? Something goes wrong, what are you going to do? What are you in reality going to do? Because these companies <laughs> are based in India, the, uh, we're going to sue them here and what do you expect to get? And suing in Indian courts is really not a serious option. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't doubt that. <laughs> so, um, so, so that, that is the risk you're taking. Um, the other major risk you're taking is that the market is so hot in India that the efficient rate easily could be 30% profit. Mm-hmm. So the question is, you may see a person and say, you know, great person, I think he's going to be my project manager and I'm going to uh, get this thing done. Person may not be there too much. Chances are pretty hot. Mm-hmm. And it's in our business, in software business. In the final analysis, you're hiring a team to do your Okay? If Even though it's technology, you're still going to have people to run. You still got people, you still got to have the right, right people. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this attrition is creating a, a tremendous, uh, could create a tremendous problem and tremendous risk mm-hmm. if you're doing something pretty significant. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a risk which you have to understand and you have to collectively take, you have to take it to the right company and you know, so on and so forth. I mean, I think uh, on the execution side, um, you should insist that you have visibility, essentially at all times in terms of what's going on in the project. Um, because the, um, they're not just down the road that you can call them meeting any time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a risk of uh, miscommunication. Um, yes, uh, Indians speak English uh, quite well, but the language only goes so far. The question is what, what is being communicated. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you got to understand. And I think mm-hmm. I've seen some, some things go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, risk you're taking is that the project really needs to be pretty well defined if you're going to gain currently with the offshore vendors. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to give you what you have them to give you. And if you do not communicate effectively what you really want to get done, I think it's not going to be. I'm just telling you the various failures oh, I've seen. Okay? Understand. Maybe what we're asking people the various failures I've seen. So those are the kind of risks I think uh, one is taking. I am not, uh, uh, I'm not worried about, you know, some people talk about, oh, Jesus, you know, the Pakistan India situation is that it's going to take you know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. But, I, but I've seen that in some people's thoughts for the time. I hope nobody's going to explode a big bomb over cash. Yeah, I think it's fine too. Okay. 
um, I guess from a training standpoint, if someone from Chicago were to pursue an outsourcing relationship in India themselves, how long would it take them? And then to contrast that with how long would it take if they worked through Lyle Technology Partners? Well, the Lyle Technology Partners answer is, you know, it's not. They need not worry about how we do also, right? Okay. How long would it take them? In other words, if they were to meet you next week, yeah. how soon could you have them up and running? We say if, if, if you sign on to the project, you take the responsibility and that's that. Mm-hmm. And so in other words, that they can start getting code back or... Oh, it depends Typically, non-tech projects over a six-month to a year cycle, the way it works for typically is that the requirements are collected pretty much here. Mm-hmm. And then if I look at six months to a year cycle, on the average, 20% work gets done here, 80% gets done here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and people come back and forth between our NITEX India Center and this center, and you know, we're constantly traveling back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, the end customer mm-hmm. is getting a benefit of the offshore, mm-hmm. but he's not dealing with offshore. Okay. Now contrast that, you are dealing with, okay, so, so what we hide from them essentially is this chain of, I think that was a question somewhere, um, of this time difference. Well, yeah, yeah, that's one of the issues. Because, um, no matter what kind of tools you have, and no matter how much email you go back and forth, you need some place time and you need substantial amount of communication for a time. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, in India, it's kind of understood, certainly understood in LIFAC, that it is fair game to communicate with them until 10 to 10.30 at night. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, if you, if you come in the morning, essentially, for two hours, I'm not sleeping. The other partners are well, essentially thinking of the India issue. Because that is the two to three hours time which we have. When India still forced open for, for, for this one, you get that done, then you move on to the US. Okay, so it becomes kind of a rhythm. Right. There was a job where I worked where in the morning I would call Europe, the afternoons, Latin America, and by night I'd get around to Asia. And yeah. I guess I was working a different part of the work now. Right. You know, calling India at 10, right. 11 at night. Right. Uh, right. And uh, so, uh, now, when you directly deal with offshore weather, you better be prepared to spend that kind of time. You cannot have an attitude that I have a 9 to 6 job. 9 to 6 in the airport, or you just not going to be able to do much. So you have to understand that. Um, and um, that's why actually uh, one of the ideas, um, you know, we always talk to our clients about it, that you really should be thinking about a, um, what I call a offshore office. Actually, an office office, but this concept of offshore office where you have most of your contracts, um, the how you want to communicate, single point of contact, all those things are terribly important for the success of uh, offshore engagement. Mm-hmm. So, and I guess part of what my question was also getting to, though, just from a startup position, if I were going to say, today I would like to outsource, if I were to do it myself, i got to believe it would take far longer and I was just trying to get an idea of the degree or the the you know, how much you would gain by working through you. I think okay, kind of relevant base. Yeah, let me find a company file. That's the reasonable time the company is also figured out after six months of each. And I tell you what, you can see which money that you want to pick. Well, not only that, it's just like I gotta believe a lot of people here in Chicago can go over there, not even know who to speak with that point. And try to figure out, qualify, you do diligence, you do qualify, and then how you judge what is really, what you're hearing is true, what you're hearing not true. Like I said, there are 1,000 software companies in Bangladesh. 
Mm-hmm. Okay? How do you think? How do you check drug services? How do you figure out those things? How do you insist that the methodologies are going to work for you? How do you make sure that they have the appropriate tools that are going to install at your site to make sure you have the visibility? Your analogies line up and, you know. If you think, I, I, I suggest this thing to you, and um, you, can, you, can, you can check it perhaps with other people. I believe that if somebody goes and sits down and battle, okay, some customer goes to and he visits 10 times, he or she visits 10 times, okay? If you change the company name on the presentation, you will not know which one is Okay? <laughs> Everybody's going to claim that I'm another four or five. Everybody's going to complain that I can do the offshore office for you. Everybody's going it is a, it is, everything looks the same. Well, then how can you verify the differences? That is why, I mean, I think that's the value you That is why more and more companies like LiveTech are going to be formed. We are constantly looking for partners there because we have an office there, we understand the politics there, we understand the uh, HR team there, we understand the networking of how you do this, you do on some people, that's how we find our official partners there, right? You have to have a presence there. Most of us know how to do it, we've been doing it 15 years, right? Sure. But a customer which just wants to get a project executed, mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's a, it's a somewhat nice situation. It's a somewhat nice situation. Now, I think uh, the successes of career, I certainly know in one case, I cannot tell you the name of the company, um, but uh, this company spent uh, three failures. Oh, that's right. They had three failures, mm-hmm. they came to us, we got it done. They had three failures, and they spent several million dollars in those failures. I don't know if you saw the column this past week with David Weinberg and Capil, but part of what Chicago Entrepreneurial Center is trying to do is set up a vehicle for small companies to be able to outsource to some firms David had met in Russia. It could be a good thing, but I guess part of what I've tried to bring out is it's still going to be incumbent upon those companies who are looking to get the work done for them to do the due diligence, make sure the relationship works, so on and so on. And it's just, I think it's difficult for the Chicagoland Entrepreneurial Center to to present a realistic way of how it's going to work. Because I don't know if they realize how difficult these kinds of things can be. But I had a very interesting discussion on whether I put the idea of the and something. No, 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 Eventually, you will see some company here, which will be a, if you if you will, to you give you a sense of uh, what this company will do, it will be a better business bureau of option. Mm-hmm. Okay? It will be more than better business bureau. It will be better business bureau plus it is going to perhaps talk about what are the standardized contract terms you should worry about, what are the other issues you should worry about, so a little more active than the business here. Somebody's going to create some business here, which is going to say, I have all these boys, all these vendors, and what are things to look for, and that consultancy services, I think, has 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 of that. That has to happen. Because that's what you're getting. How does that customer here working in the one thing? I want to work directly. But what if I work in Maltech, I am going to spend more money than if I'm working directly. Clearly, right? Because I have to use some more as well. Well, that's, that's, part part of what, that's part of what I brought up with David and Capito. In other words, you don't work for free. Right. And so, 
people have different options, right. and they just need to know what they're getting for their different options. Right. So there is some business here, which is going to charge some fee to say, I will recommend to you the vendors. And as a matter of fact, on the other side, this company is going to provide services to make sure the vendors are behaving, what their references are like, and so forth. Somebody's going to do that. As a synchronous tool out. No. Because, again, big tier companies need something like that. Large companies will figure it out. Small companies will figure it out. Big tier companies need something like that. Okay. Um, I guess getting into some of the issues or problems with outsourcing. How can you collaborate if you don't have an overlap during the workday? Or if it's a very small overlap during the workday? You have to run a couple of simple answers, even a more effective answer is, I'll tell you how we do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you also mentioned the small overlap in the morning. Yeah, small, night. Work, the small overlap in the morning, small overlap in the late night. Uh, nobody has, you know, everybody's working constantly. There's no kind of downtime, downtime anymore. But there is another way that needs to be doing it. What we say to them was that, you know, at one level, it is not different than you have your working in somebody else's piano. But I think psychologically it is a, 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 a tough one to crack to say, you know, people are sitting 10,000 miles away and, you know, I really understand the culture and So one way we figure around that is that we absolutely insist we install a internally grown system and it's a full site. Okay, you're right system. The system tracks Every requirement, every engineer is working on that, all the code that is written, all the modifications that are going on, all the bug reports which are there. So developers have access to the same system which our customer has and installed it at their site. But every point in time they have access to who's working on it, what it looks like, what kind of code is being generated, what kind of requirements it is trying to implement. So they have full visibility. And the same system we developed. Mm -hmm. We call a, a, a lightweight system of that time will be critical, not just from work perspective, but from studying the idea perspective. Okay. And that will work. Okay. So in other words, it doesn't sound like that leads to any great needs for instant messaging, um, conference calls, WebEx. Conference calls do take place. Mm -hmm. um, WebEx once in a while will take place. But conference calls do take place. You have some different issues. You know, different issues to talk about. Mm -hmm. You can go back and forth, back and forth, and you just start communicating. Mm -hmm. um, do we have all almost every day multiple calls? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. But that, that's, just, that's just part of the job. Mm -hmm. okay. and, and those things that customer A is doing directly should be prepared to do. That's the that's, that's, that's call for those well, and, and, and something that came out of my interview with David, I mean, a lot of ways, it's all about how you manage and communicate. And just things are, are complicated, going to different places, far away, different time zones, so on and so on. Yeah. Fun, fun point. Um, okay, you've already mentioned it. How is language an issue in outsourcing? Well, okay, uh, again, speaking, speaking from India, I, mean, I think that problem is the India has two ways. And actually, we have another advantage, and I think it's not fully recognized. Uh, that this is the kind of things that are talking about. If you think about 
and you think a lot of the top players you know, which is still the biggest market, okay, so that's why mm-hmm. I want Go walk around with um, any kind of argument for ID partners. I bet you it's a 10 to 1 ratio in terms of Indian Muslim Chinese. And this thing got started by Tata Kalmurga disturbances in the 80s from a lot of people who come here, mm-hmm. not just study, understand what's going on, how the customer really think, how the system really operate, and take out the knowledge back. Mm-hmm. So it is a combination of English and that domain knowledge which has been picked up. Mm-hmm. So China is coming online in terms of language, language is all become mandatory, and all this all stuff, they still do not have that knowledge. China focus, China being the hell out of everybody in manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Right? In manufacturing you don't communicate much, you build them fast, and they are being everybody in the world. Okay? Mm-hmm. So how is they run software remains to be seen, but I don't think China is the one to catch up, because it's not just a language issue. It's an issue of understanding what customers really need. Well, I mean, it's interesting, it's just looking at the data I have, and I'm not sure how accurate it is. I mean, from a literacy and education point of view, supposedly the Chinese do as well or are better off than yeah. Indians. It's a little bit knowledge. You've got uh, okay. point I'm, that's okay. point I'm making. And you know what China's been very clever? I also predict to you that you will see this model go up, where customer is here. What is going to go to India? India will ask for some time. Uh, so, project management for the senior work will be done there, and then for the whole coding will get to China. Then China is going to start moving up in the value chain. Previous system is going to follow up. Gotcha. Um, you already mentioned the issues of turnover and training. Um, how do you deal with that, or how does somebody who's outsourcing to India deal with that? Well, I don't know if they are this There is no effective way to do there's just no such a way from customer perspective because I tried a, 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 I'll tell you the approach which I tried and, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. In 1996 when I went to India from Canada for a period of time, we started, um, we are born in India when I came in 19, but we didn't understand like, how our country works, how people work. Mm-hmm. It told me that. Can you figure out <laughs> how the conversation works, how the people think here, how the business works? Because then I don't know enough, I'm going to find a partner. Mm-hmm. And learn for the first year how software really works in India, the first time I was there. And then the question was really finding the right partner. Mm-hmm. And I had enough contact, got the right person to do the partnership. Mm-hmm. Partnership worked very well for the first few months. And then people started leaving because they were 1999 dollars, you know, right in there. Now, friends, I think, I have possibilities for them. So I went back to the CEO to personal that and to this day, he's a personal friend. And I said, why can't I provide? I reached over. You charge me one for being 20 bucks now. Why don't I have an arrangement for those things? Okay? I'll give $4 or more. And if you go back to this deal, so I can have a charge in the future, I can't do it. You'll just call my company. Hmm. I can't afford to pay everybody over here. In India, the concept of this is that your salary is a secret, is on that. Everybody knows everybody else's salary, okay? Mm-hmm. I cannot do that for the 10 people team which you have put together. Mm-hmm. You can come here once in a while, you can take them out and say, okay, let's, let's take you on the computer or something from that sort of stuff. That's about it. You mm-hmm. cannot compensate them because it will destroy the other people's company. So, as a couple, that didn't work, and the project suffered, even in 1996. Now, in 1997, when we started our own center, the technique which we used was to 
Mm-hmm. I tell you that parishes that come to your mind will be the first commercial product are I promise them that you will not do ordinary services. You will build product. You will always be the investment. That can be known in a year. Now, when we tried one year, we bought out that center of people. Seven years later, I still have all those people. Because they are always working on current technology. Now, how do you do the money side? Well, they are from an interesting mechanism. Uh, so far it has worked. Um, we said we don't know when we are going to write your email. Well, no, no. Who does not write your email on how large it comes up with on the software? So we created a mechanism for them <laughs> where the software they have in Malta, mm-hmm. the Indian employees have actually cashed it in for the company. Hmm. Okay. Not even the one. Even the one that they want to use. Are these options, or you know, the channel options? Like the channel Everybody can't do that all at once, of course. So, so that has worked effectively. But I'm going to tell you more than anything that has worked is a type of work. But then, you know, everybody cannot do product work, and everybody cannot do that. So, so the retention is a problem for this reason. There's no solution for the human being to say, I'm going to work with the vendor. Where the vendor can show that the product vendor I'm working with is there for a year, with all the founders, is really committed to the company, then if the underlying people go, you can build a team again, but the key person is there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I've got to believe people directing work from here are concerned about control over their products and processes. If they were to outsource to you or someone else, how do they maintain that control? I mean, you mentioned being able to look online 24-7. Yeah. How else can they do that? Well, I think we have customers who are that you have to impose your process, product methodology. It's flawed because you have to work as a partnership. You have to work as a partnership. Okay. All right. Um, how are outsourcing arrangements typically priced? In other words, how do you know that even though it appears to save cost, that there isn't something that's going to blow up and make it more expensive? Yeah. And what are the soft costs? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the work still is priced at a time of the year, although I think that the fixed price is clearly uh, 
Anything else? Or that's the, the biggest one. Especially the biggest one. Because, you know, yeah, you want to show up, it's fine to see it. But what is that person directed if you want to see one? No one's going to be interested in. Mm-hmm. Okay. No one just wants to see what they do. Well, if it's more vendors, this is what they do. If there's a general person project, the time's going to be good. Okay. Yeah. In anticipation of the that I'm going to have some attrition. Well, that's just the inspired. That's just the inspired. And then you get back off. Um, not that people want to do this, but if you're involved in an outsourcing relationship, how difficult is it to pull back and get out of the outsourcing relationship? I think, I, I, I think that, that's pretty hard because in your organization you have pinned out, you have perhaps you know, some people, you have done those things and rebuild those things. It's pretty hard. You have the knowledge of some of things, of, of, of your things. I think that's why it's very important with the partner IT because uh, it is not just a one project you're doing. <laughs> partner starts understanding your internal processes, starts understanding your software and build up, build up and all that. I think it's pretty hard. Uh, I think that way it is really not that different offshore versus general outsourcing. General outsourcing really is a very hard to put back in. It's been done, but very hard. Mm-hmm. But so in other words, as you were alluding to, do your due diligence up front. Once you're committed, make sure you're going to stick to it. This isn't something you can yank on a yo-yo. Yeah. Um, so on and so on. You need to get up, and that's why you really want to follow that. How does India compare with other outsourcing destinations? We've talked about China a little bit. Right. Um, okay, here I think I'll give you uh, a sense that um, um, right here. I think uh, we talk about we talk about software here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, Russia, to me, price performance wise is quite attractive. Mm-hmm. There are two issues there. Uh, well, it's pretty effective because I think the very smart people there are often told to collapse. That's mm-hmm. not very different. Yeah, there are two problems there. One is um, one is mm-hmm. one people. Mm-hmm. You, you do not think about them, you do not want to do a 400 people's project. I want to do 10 people's project. You talk about India and China. There's a number of things. Mm-hmm. And the second issue is uh, which is generally... Um, so in other words, you can do projects if you're 400 people in India and China and you can't do Russia. Russia. Not yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. And the second is, um, some people say, and I use some credibility, but I don't know much about it, that uh, how the internal situation in Russia is going to play out into over the Internal political situation, economic situation? Internal political situation. Mm-hmm. Is it, uh, you know, like the move towards democracy, which is going to be important? Is it just a problem with the spring laws? Do not know. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, India may look very chaotic versus the democracy. And, uh, mm-hmm. um, government has stayed away from the IT business. This is one of the major reasons it has moved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 okay, business is driving it. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, so, but I think, 
you know, some small projects, some projects, price performance wise, you can get proper resources on Russia and good back. Mm-hmm. Good back. Um, now, I'm aware of um, the kind of work that's going on in Poland or, or Singapore or uh, Malaysia. Malaysia is pretty bigger. Um, again, price performance wise. Mm-hmm. Um, Australia is dying. Mm-hmm. Great top engineers, they're just not quite competitive. Mm-hmm. Remember here because we used to talk about Scotland and all of a sudden they said, they're not competitive anymore. Some good Their English is great though. English? <laughs> 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 yeah. It's a money game. I guess one other thing. I mean, the first person that I interviewed for this column was Terry Howerton of Fast Fruit. I don't know if you know him, but um, he outsources to Kiev yes. in the Ukraine. Corruption is a big issue there. Yeah. I discussed it with him. What I got out of it was he has a team of 15, 20, maybe 25. I don't think that's big enough to have to worry about corruption, political issues, those kinds of things. Do you see similar things being a concern in Russia? In other words, or are there concerns of corruption in India? Well, either or both. Uh, Russia, I would not know, but Russia, I think I'm some concerned because, but I'm not looking to see it. I can always go to India, I do not know that. My some concern is what you mean in the past, you know, Russia is not a federal country by a long shot. In terms of how politics are really going to play out there, right? They took the richest person who put him in jail, right? Well, the biggest oil company in the country, right. and just, you know, did he really evade taxes? Well, uh, you may have yeah, I don't know. But in India, I, I'll give you two stories. When I went there, that I did my son, I said, okay, how do I start? So I went to meet them. Young, young man who used to work in my company that time. And he said, give order my uncle. Is very high up in the Indian government responsible for all these software technology bots. That's what he's done. 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 And I went through the whole cycle of selling in the company. There is no, no right to be Government has taken away from it. The private sector is gone. Now, when I moved here, we've been forced to say, most of the time, more important for the chief minister of the state. So we have crossed that threshold. See, it's interesting because I have always maintained that in a lot of ways, India is a better business relationship partner for U.S. companies than China, than Russia, and those kinds of things. Just because of the way the government operates. I mean, it is in the bottom of a democracy. We are the it's a former British Commonwealth country. And the tradition, the this thing, that thing. If you don't sense that, you know, that something. Yeah, the area of change. When we talk about people, you know, you don't forget that, you know, whether you're sitting in your own country, you're sitting there because now the traditions are the same. And so, I think it's also interesting. People who come to corruption. That is not a conversation which we take place when this is about profitable disaster do with corruption or corruption. Because the said, Indian government has given this stuff, and by that has in India. First seven years of operation. Any five years I can take, and I have years on As long as my company is essentially doing exports, so they're called export companies. 
Well, you read my mind. That was a question or two down. So, what kinds of incentives do provincial governments get? So, tax breaks for any five years? Or the sub of the governors? You don't have a Anything else? Well, what do they need to do it? Here we set up the whole communication satellite and stuff, and you just hook it up to the uh, STD and you got this communication there. Mm -hmm. All that investment was made by government. Mm -hmm. um, but when the one, I don't care what you're for. Talk to some people. Well, in that case, let me take a step back. I know in the past, power generation, yeah. telecommunications, Literacy and bureaucracy were problems in India. Yeah. How did they get over? Well, okay, now again, because you know, we have this concept of a UPS, right? Unlimited power supply. Go for an hour so. And then we have our own generator. Every software company has its own power generator. Uh -huh. Okay. Like those off, like some good off. Were they run on gasoline or? They run on inspection. Yeah. We're not talking about pollution here. We can out the code. We can put up with a little pollution. Yeah. Okay. So, uh -huh. so that, so the, 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 the infrastructure we do solve it. Mm -hmm. There, mm -hmm. the clear infrastructure, by the way, that's the Thousands of new cars are getting on the streets every month. Mm -hmm. Okay, and this so-called small city, you mm -hmm. see the traffic right there. Mm -hmm. Um, so the telecom, I mean, you said essentially the government has installed pipe. They're installed pipe and the rates are due to cross. I did see India's literacy rate was 62%. Is that relevant in this context? Uh, no, because it is such a large population that uh, literacy rate is not the issue. The issue is how many and bureaucracy, instead they, they take their hands off. Um, ah. How about intellectual property protection? I do know that uh, the Parliament being in Parliament continues to uh, try to solve this problem of legislation, the protection of intellectual property. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, um, how well can they enforce it? That's the issue. That the whole system in India is uh -huh. uh, mm -hmm. And you know, there I have some I, I certainly have some concerns that they have to continue to figure out a way so that in cases of some specific types which are very important to the country from export perspective and stuff, you not just sort of get into the court system and nothing happens for five years. Okay? Mm -hmm. And um, so this intellectual property protection <coughs> is, is an area which, again, you really have to go and find the right part of what the track record is, how they're handling it. Some large companies insist on they only have dedicated things, completely dedicated things, and they can get only through that. Mm -hmm. um, now, if, 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 if you're trying to it's not that big a deal, but you know what? One thing you might not know, every software company outside of the you cannot take 
laptop, seeing the things on the like permission, pressing sign off, and so physical security wise, they're very particular wise, but we're living in a different world. And, mm-hmm. and uh, if something like that happens, I guess Indian government has decided they're going to publicize the hell out of it and find a way to be very different people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we talked about China briefly. Yeah. Anything to add other than China supplying India here? Uh, the only other thing I tell you is that some of the large Indian companies are trying to go from Central to China. There must be thinking that trade your system has to be set up so that you can continue to reduce costs. Because Indian cost system is going dramatically. Mm-hmm. Okay? The salary structure is, it is, it, you know, on the average it's going up to 20 and 35%. In that perspective, do Indian companies have advantages over American companies going over there and doing the same thing? Uh, you mean the China? Right. Yeah, I, 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 I think, um, that's a good question. Um, I don't think I've not thought about whether Indian companies would have any advantage as opposed to American companies. I mean, geographically, they're closer. You can some of the Yeah, but we are not the nicest of friends. That's nice too. So, uh, I do not know whether Indian companies would have any advantage. We'll see how it plays. Um, okay, now moving into more of what Lyle has said. And have you allocated a specific amount of time? Okay. Um, I saw on your website you do outsourcing readiness assessments, but I believe you've got to do much more on an outsourcing basis than just readiness. Yeah, no, I think that is just a very, very small part of what we do. Definitely. This is the way the model works. Our sales and marketing channels are venture capital. Mm-hmm. Okay. Many, many venture capitalists. Excuse me, venture capitalists in and around Chicago, mm-hmm. U.S., worldwide. Mm-hmm. Okay. Many of them hire us. Significant percentage of the turn into digital targets in the world. The only part was not only small education they're building on some services. I mean, there's companies that I think they were. Like I said, about six to nine months a year, it's essentially kind of about 20 80% of the market. 20% of the market is done here, 80% of the market Now, all the specific design work. The companies that we like, in other words, we like that what is good business model, good business model, good business model, good business For those companies, we cover our costs and all our profits we take in account. Mm-hmm. So the companies that we think we don't understand now, to really make that kind of that, we take everything back. Mm-hmm. But in every case, we cover our costs and it is. Yeah, I mean, actually, from my perspective, I mean, I'm an international business development consultant. I help local technology companies find international partners. I thought what could be a good business for me, and I'm not even sure how well qualified I would be to do it, is to simply do due diligence for, say, law firms or other people looking into M&A things internationally. 
Yeah, it's very tough on the problem. I mean, just imagine that, just imagine that you're a partner, that you're a partner in the game. Okay? It's very matter. Understand the thing that Okay? Start giving the information. But the, what is their local reputation? It is a small town like Silicon Valley. Okay? In order to make sure we have confidence in the scope of what's going on there, one of the most important patterns are. Bangalore. You give an equity line. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think you mentioned that in the previous day. Huh? Smart. Okay. So we got no water company, we got no water company, we got no water. Very important. That, that, I mean, that kind of services can be aggregated and provided. It's, it's, it's very, uh, it's very good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so in other words, outsourcing is what percentage of Lyle tax revenues, or can you divulge that? Oh, I First of all, I have the website that's not the way to look at, right? You can get the million dollars, it's going to get 80% there, but it's not that I'm going to get the 80% dollars. Well, no, no, no. I guess what I meant was, on your website, it looked like there were a couple other things in addition to the outsourcing. Um, I forget what they were, consulting and, and something else. But essentially, every project is executed. So there's 100% uh, survive. Yeah, it's not that we do not tell you to do it. And we charge money to be people, that I'll be there. You know what I'm saying? But I would say the 90% of them use from 95% really would be on, on, on these uh, projects and services that are executed. Okay. Well, I already asked about pricing generally for outsourcing. How do you bill? In other words, is it as a consultant for a project fee, um, you know, part of a project, time and material, any kind of retainer. So you know, general, with generally uh, time and material, mm -hmm. and again with the um, with the uh, working out a equity arrangement with the, with the company, where they know we're coming across and it's taking a mm -hmm. Okay. Now you mentioned that you typically uncover business issues when you're going through the outsourcing assessment. What are some of the typical business issues that you run into? Well, one of the key issues is we're going to do is that, and that, that that's what's happening as well. What are you going to do? Uh, that, you know, the outsourcing initiative is going to be on the top. It's going to be in the bottom line and say, you know, this is the result. You need to do outsourcing. The CEO will say, oh, no, no. The organization is just not psychologically ready, or maybe they didn't do that. And, uh, you know, you cannot shove this thing down people's throat either. And so, there is a very, uh, Delicate balance between the timing, when it should be done, and how it should be done, and where the key people from here, they need to be sold on the benefits of the thing or all. And we just see that, we just see that quite a bit. Okay. Mm -hmm. if, if your company is really outsourced ready, what are the stakes in And uh, you just have to bring your key people around. You have to argue intellectually, you have to argue from the company's perspective from cost wise. But if you keep people here not sold, it's just all fair. So in other words, it sounds like you have to qualify them as well as they have to qualify you. Yes, because they're not ready. This is the And you know, we are in a very strange business. My first company, but this company is very strange. Not anyone. And I'm afraid to you, you say to you and you will find very strange, but you might have heard me say it again. Failure is not an option. Why? Because I do not have 50 customers, one bank here, one insurance company here, and some product just put up, put up. My 
I'm dealing with portfolio companies of VC. It's a very small community of VC. If I go on their portfolio companies, I'm dead weak. So, we are very careful in the project we can take because we have to perform. Because other, they are completely different on the IT business. It's not just a small project. And so, so it is, it is, we are pretty careful about, can we do this thing? Can we do this thing on a time? Can we do this thing kind of budget we have? If not, you know, listen, walk away. Just like it, thank you for the opportunity and walk away. I mean, I've got to admit, I mean, I think outsourcing is pretty much here to stay. Yeah. However, the one thing that could happen is if there is a major security breach. Um, you know, some big episode where somebody loses lots of information, code, money, whatever, that could change things. I agree with you. I, I think that is just imagine, imagine a scenario where suddenly some medical information about, you know, random thousands of people, you know, random about some site because some company, somebody decided to find a way to fall. And it's a wild situation. The law moves. Mm-hmm. We start killing that company. Yeah. And one thing is you're very careful about it. The law moves will kill a company. Mm-hmm. It, it brought one down by 50% in the market cap. Uh-huh. Right? That's how things are And that's why I believe that the security market is there in India. Okay. Um, the other the Indian companies have to recognize that this is one of the biggest threats. It's not part of the law, it's security. Yeah. Okay. Um, you put together a project roadmap for your client. How does that look, typically? Well, it's very centered. Uh, it's going to have no offshore, uh, it's going to have no offshore specific. It's going to look exactly like a software plan, but a project plan is going to look it up. Um, is it accelerated at all because you're able to work two or three shifts a day as opposed to one shift a day? I think that is the biggest thing that allows the offshore companies here. It's in general, I think, at the same time. I tell you where it got accelerated by the case. I actually was able to run three shifts. Mm-hmm. We were actually able to do that. But that was COVID coming in, it's got to be done away, it's got to be doing the same. Excitement was great, but in general, mm-hmm. the amount of hundred times. But they're doing also not because the you say yeah, I'm using like eighteen hours a day. Why well, because the communication productivity not also not I, I think what should not get into that. Yeah. Now, all kinds of people all kinds of people will say, Well, you know, we can make so many more laws because we are able to use them all night time. So that is the other company which you are having all kinds of new kind of dialogue. Mm-hmm. I study and double in terms of productivity. Because we're completely different people, completely different people, there's really no communication In software, why then? There's this constant communication. So I don't think one should come on that I can do these things in half the time. It's a good PR pitch, I'm not going to Okay, well, I mean, good for people to hear that, because I think that's reality. And people aren't being sold on that. They're saying that, you know, I can cut down the time to my business and all that We've kind of already talked about it. Anything else to add? What kinds of pieces of work are good candidates for outsourcing? We I talked about projects. Yeah, I, I think it's essentially like, mm-hmm. okay. And that's what we question what did we do here? The thing was in twenty eighteen we talked about that. We deal with the customer, making sure requirements are right, making sure requirements get changed, that they get the proper design done. It is the change management which has to be done here effectively. Mm-hmm. But that means the work should be reasonably well defined when it goes that far. 
you've already said that you think it's reasonable to expect 30 to 50 percent savings. In, on your website, you mentioned quantifying savings. Is that any different from the 30 to 50 percent Um You also mentioned that you incrementally phase the work to outside parties. What's important for your clients to know about that? Yeah, well, what we know that is, again, our clients are going to get some people. They're saying, we can get a head start by having the stock not used to my product. Okay, great. We may even have some equity in the company, right? Because we take 45% of our fees. And that's All those things are down. But how is the value of that company increases? And that is a major concern to us because now we have equity in that company. Mm -hmm. So slowly they have to start overtaking that work. Slowly they have to start owning that work. So it becomes very important part of our exercise, our engagement, that over time the work gets transitioned. We are not looking for a five-year engagement with a customer. Mm -hmm. We are looking for six months to a year, year and a half as the transition is over because then the value of that company is substantially more as they go there and, make, and, and get next time of financing. And remember, it's about our interest here, equity takes over the interest as opposed to the billing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So, so, when you say that to the customer, it makes some sense. Mm -hmm. that we are out to protect and get our kids out of equity. So, mm -hmm. we what we need to start transitioning this thing over. Many times we even interview the senior technical uh, people on behalf of the company. Mm -hmm. Do many other outsourcers take an equity interest so they have a similar approach? We've got a very unique model. It's a powerful thing, though. It, it's, a, it's a very unique model, but. Uh, you know, it doesn't work for us. And, but the reason I think it is not that common, there's a very major ingredient here, which is, do you actually have people who have put out commercially named successful software products? And if you do not, no participation company is working towards one of What business do you have to go to them and say, I can build this product for you probably more successfully than you can? And you say, why? It's to get the product products that you put out in the market. And be another name for the product. So you have to have at the senior level that type of people who actually build the market products. Okay, but on the other side, then, what is the client bringing to the table if you're making a product? Do they have that is my team? The marketing? It is the initial product, right? Okay. They're bringing the VC contacts? Okay. So if some people come to us, by the way, they say, not today. You have great reputation. You will build our product. Would you take it to from DCM? You know what I said? But I said the same thing. What the hell are you bringing to the table then? <laughs> 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 right? We, can, we, we like to believe that we can give them a six month to get jump started into the product. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you provide a final report. Is there anything special in the final report? No. It could be just the offshore versus the offshore. Okay, I think that's important. I mean, these are the reports. This is what we found. This was this worked well. Um, these are the bug reports. These are the standards from this one report. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned that the final report is incorporated into the information technology strategy. Again, anything different there? No. no. Okay. Now. Um, specifically, you have a subsidiary or branch office in Bangalore. Why Bangalore? 
forget what uh, the even today. That was most expensive compared to Kalamar, compared to Kune, compared to Delhi. And again, I went there over, I went to Bangalore, I went to Delhi, and my kids went to Delhi, and my kids went to Kune, and my kids came right back to Bangalore. Because I was an incident of what I was telling me that the best talent in India, in software, is in Bangalore. So it is the worst market for the point of view of retention for the best talent. There is precisely the level of economics. The best talent is there. Alternative, I mean, Delhi and Mumbai are two and three times bigger than Bangalore. But there's still not a better place to be than no. Bangalore? For software, for a recent reason, we now have a defense in the city that started in Bangalore. And now the computer knowledge and knowledge lab used to be in Bangalore. So the country is pretty much And in other words, uh, Delhi and Mumbai are a lot more diversified. Yeah, all all the the mm-hmm. Okay. And I was reading about it. You have a branch office, a project office, a joint venture in Bangalore. Is that important? Well, no. I mean, okay. The, the, our subsidiary is a fully owned subsidiary. Mm-hmm. So we have a large technology partner, India Private Limited, which is a fully owned subsidiary mm-hmm. of the online Okay. And then so very early. Stage is that this is building product, some complex product needs some technologies. We are not the best at every technology. You should not even think about that. So if the product needs some other areas, we need to be okay, but we are not the best. How do you want to perform on that? So we created this network of small, sharply focused companies within Bangalore. Okay? And we, we, we do not hide that. We've done that to all partners. Mm-hmm. We are fronting this, we are doing this much work, this partner will work as part of our team and we will do this. We are responsible for the total revenue. You will pay us, we will pay them, but you should know that these six people are the 15 people team who are doing this particular work is for the partner company. Mm-hmm. Because they specialize. Mm-hmm. So, one of the jobs of my managing director in India is constantly find these for the hidden jewels. It's a small company do one thing they do very well. From the client perspective, is there any difference in working with you? No difference. So, so legally, financially, no difference. Well, what we make sure is that there are financial agreements that are given up, but go all the way down to if we are bringing any partner. So they are signing on the same agreements. How does Bangalore specifically deal with other outsourcing destinations? In other words, we've talked about Russia generally, China generally. Are there any specific things about Bangalore that you know of to compare with some of these other places throughout the world? How do you compete with Tata in Costa We pro. I'm going to make a statement that one level of it is not ridiculous. Go to Tata, go to the world, go to the world, do you know about the world? Can you tell me the world? Can you Mm-hmm. There were a huge services, in one time million and tens of million dollars of contract work with banks and insurance companies. Have you ever conceived of the problem? Remember, my client thought is early stage companies which are looking for some next generation product. Mm-hmm. So they are finding those teams of people who show the aspects of the business. Mm-hmm. Okay. do not compete with them. I mean, Nobody who hires a really student is hired and anybody who hires a student is not hired. Mm-hmm. Okay. So apples and oranges, apples and oranges. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, are you still involved with Paracus? Somewhere. No. 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 Okay. 
Sorry, no, uh, I left in 1998 and the company got sold into Toronto. So it got sold to Rocket Software. So that's completely over. Um, but you did mention that Paris provided you insights in building effective teams separated by location, time, different cultures. How did that happen? In other words, it seems like what you're doing now is somewhat different from them. You know, what did you gain from it? How, how did the two relate? One of the ways to relate is that, uh, again, the Y2K days, the Y2K companies, having funds, having venture funding, did an IPO, Huge story, and uh, the question was, IBM was our IBM license our technology, the digital corporation license our technology, Merlin spent a $5 million to do the renovation, so Merlin was part of life, mm -hmm. you know, that um, like insurance company, so I mean, it was a big play, right? We have a half billion dollar market cap in the company. Question is, many customers used to say to us, yeah, we want the product, we want the service, we want the hundred of providers, Cobalt programmers who could not find at $7,500 an hour in the Because they were so much alive, you know what you're There was no choice That's what I'm saying. That was the first major boost mm -hmm. to, to, to India, right? So that's when I started in battle. There was essentially no choice. Okay. So I had an army center in Chicago. The company was in Boston. I had an army center in Boston and battle. And then you start learning. Now, how do you really manage this thing? And I, I'll, I'll share this thing with you. You actually found a book. You can't remember the book. So here's the book. Or here's the thing. If you've lost the level of trust or distrust between people. Um, so I go visit Bangalore. And, and you, you, you draw the level of distrust to be pretty low. As the time goes on, you will be amazed how that number is. You can have every day conversation, you can have all kinds of communication, but you've not sat down to run a broken bread. Mm -hmm. There's some very basic things you learn. How many trips you need to take, how you're going to be motivated, you know, what kind of language you use. These are all the things you learn in, because the business culture is different. And I did not understand that just because I was born in India. That doesn't qualify me for anything. So I had to, I had to learn that. Mm -hmm. And those insights, so Mindset actually is all the things that we learn. What did we learn in Mindset? We learned how to raise money, how to do easy, how to build successful products, how to do idioms. So when Mindset got started, we had two choices. Do a and finally had the rest of the goal is somebody to do a But we never liked dot-com because there was no technology ever in dot-com. And we were the dot that was why. Yeah. So then you say, then you say, okay, but if you want to understand, you know how to build products, with no working with early stage because you're an entrepreneur, if they need some help with the VC, we can go get presentation with them, we'll build the equity side, we've learned India, but you know, our India will be strong, so that we are not competing with startups and thinking forces and so So it was from a next generation of all the things we've learned in practice. That's how the model of really black and white Okay. Um, moving on, yes. back to Ideal Flow Angel Fund. Yes. Does it invest in foreign companies in India or elsewhere? Yes, it has investing in China. Mm -hmm. Any significant extent or degree? Can you divulge company, dollar amount, so on and so on? The fund typically has $300,000 million. Mm -hmm. 
that, that, that's that range. No investment, I believe, is less than 300,000, no investment is before a million dollars. And it's almost always the company. So, okay. partner, one of the company technology, and then say, okay, this is the management team of the technology, we can only partner about the technology. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do the terms differ? Did you invest in China or elsewhere? Uh, no. Okay. Do you look for any larger or greater returns in different places? Oh, oh, okay, so business. Mm -hmm. um, I think since almost all the investors are here, but we have invested in China, mm -hmm. I don't think I can really do any conclusion as well. So, because we like this model in China, we like this management team, that's okay. That's that other investments are in the US. I'm you mentioned the management team in China. Is it a Chinese management team, US based management team in China? It is a, it is a Chinese man who is quite behind here, and not one that in China. Uh, okay. Can you mention the technology or is that... It is a technology which is called the next generation of uh, accelerators. Hmm. Interesting. And it will be commercially available here at some point? Oh. This is like our product, but the business plan when we look at it, it seems like the Chinese opportunity itself is very large. So we can also find, you know, U.S. is kind of mentioned there. It's like even if it's here in India, it's interesting what the real market is here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's when you that, okay, how we do the China market, because most of the management is there, and coming to the country is not as straightforward either. There's other cost involved because Chinese companies want to come here. So, so we said we look at this plan only in the context of how we do the Chinese market. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, there are some people who are saying the next big capital flows are going to be from China to the U.S. Well, the money money. well exactly. And just given how much they have bonds, and I mean, they're funding our deficit. Well, well, yeah, I think something else which is more unlikely to be heard of. I find surprising. People say that a lot of money from Middle East, which is oil, right? There's a money again. They claim they want to invest left and right in venture funding now. That's a buy. And they kind of want to go because this is why it's allowed to interest from venture capital funding is not considered. I just want to use it. Okay? I'm just repeating to you. No, I mean, that doesn't. I just wonder about their risk tolerance. That is an issue. <laughs> I mean, I don't know them well. Yeah, but I agree with you. I do not see them. Yeah. But the risk tolerance would be, I don't know. But it is true. Thank you, guys. Flash the money. You know, I don't know the money. Money all over the place. Interesting. Um, so is China the only foreign company you've invested in? Yes. Sounds like. No, from either one. Uh, I do. Unfortunately, invested in the different. Okay, we won't get into that. Yeah. Um, when well, you were with Vista long ago, you mentioned that you built relationships with Myro Benny yeah. and Leda in Europe. Yeah. Anything people can learn from those experiences? I think I think you were there when you were there when I was talking about it. When I was reading it, it was very interesting. It was very fascinating uh, building relationships with a uh, young uh, European. European, I found it to be. Uh, not problematic in the way we are, I mean, you know, it's not 
And I think you may have talked about it, but to be honest, I didn't take down notes. Yeah, yeah, so, and, 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 uh, uh, Say everything you can and cannot do? No. Give you a framework for negotiation. I mean, you're also saying we're going to trust one another and we're not going to trust the lawyers to cover every detail. Because they can uncover anyway. In that case, what did your U.S. based counsel say? Were they. I didn't know them. Because they quite sure told me what I'd like to What was I supposed It was business terms. There's no reason to go to the country. It was business terms. And then, then the double check. And the way the Congress of Walton, the other thing, invited to me. No, when did they hide it? It was to me by another law of the that used to exist at that time. But I was like, I see you. He said, Give me the same thing to us. international business, yeah. just like a lot of the rest yeah, of us. Absolutely. I have a doctor of 19 years old, never worked a single day in my life. So you can be born in the country, you not work, it's really so much technology in the world, right? That's the money you're going to buy. But I guess, you know, most white Protestant Americans like myself, we just assume you can go to India 
and and work like everybody else. The advantage of that is that I'll spend more about the food, I'll spend more about the customs, I'm not more comfortable in your home, they will share something with me, they will not share with you. You'll be satisfied. Over time, I've seen those advantages. How actually do you know, judge this many things? My situation is this country, so it's the same as, as you I went to this international business school and I spent three or four years in Europe, so I like to think I'm a little bit more aware, but even getting to that point, I mean, I guess the best thing I learned in Europe was you can be successful in a way that's not necessarily American. And I've got to believe to be successful in India, China, and some of the other places where you're working. If you go over and try and do it the American way, it's not necessarily going to work. It's actually not
and we are not going to start disrupting them. So you are going to get to the digital you are going to get to the digital organization. Make no sense to okay? mm-hmm. So now we have um, a one-time disorder structure number. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, we have uh, Bob D, uh, the um, KB partners, the joint chapter members. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have four other American friends, and I'm using a colleagues, who are in people who are joining the chapter members. And it's just going to be the people who play the uh, entrepreneurship game and play two things very well. Good. I'm talking about chapter members. Membership, anybody who And I've seen over the last year, um, more and more the conference has been okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's, that's very pleasing to me. If you look at the events which we have put together, mm-hmm. we don't care who's on the panel. Who's over there is going to talk about that. And I think it's more than that. I mean, I think that very few will be able to talk about that. Because everybody gets a bank out. That's how we look at it. And I think for a while, charter membership is becoming more and more and more. That's the way we're Okay. Although I guess one suggestion. I didn't see that you guys have done much downtown. And so if you can do more events downtown, you'll get more people back. You know what? Are they? Yes. I thought I'd seen a lot of them. No, 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 no. There's one call for record drive. One call for is sponsoring all the events. Okay. And by the way, you should know that they are drugs and wine from. Actually. <laughs> and they're paying for the brand name. They want to get something else. And they are they are said to be good for full year. That's garden card and drugs. So okay. all these events are on record card. I thought I saw that maybe I'm thinking the last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last one was all all of them. Okay. Yeah. It's only me. Um, alternatively, has TIE been helpful for you building any relationships in India? Yes. Or any of your members help those uh, relationships in India? Uh, India, yes. U.S., yes. <coughs> um, you know, right, if, if someone were to become a charter member, could they expect it to help them if they want to build those kind of relationships? Yeah, I, I think so. I got, I got to say, the charter is called Kolkata now. Kolkata is starting to agenda something to start. Would you please provide a proper argument if you want to come with these things? Now, I'm not going to get into that. I'm just going to hide with you. I didn't do that. Now, when I was invited to try to come years ago, mm-hmm. and I was invited to try to come to the hospital, you know, thank you about that. You get to start with the crew, the initial, then try to remember. Okay? You don't do very high. You don't get into that. I was going to say, he was chairman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I asked this question. Uh, uh, it's all about and it's my time and take down the one of you. Mm-hmm. And you know, he said, I'm not trying to give you a couple of answers and he's talking about, you know, to give back to the community and stuff. He said, well, that's fine. All of us are people here. There is a sort of unwritten rule in time. There are about 150 ideas starting with us. Okay? I believe that if I pick up the phone and try to contact any of the members, I'm going to call them today. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, these are CEOs of some of the best technology companies in the world. I went to Bangalore this time. There's a very famous Indian there who used to be employed in my adult, very early employed, Wipro, mm-hmm. Dr. Mitchell. He's severe in terms of, you know, what he's accomplished. I want to meet him. He just came here to me. I sent him a message that I'm high president in Chicago. Because they're saying if he's coming here, selling that there's something more to talk about. And so it gives you an all all that this person is a confidence, he's not on this right time, there's a reason why the call is coming. Mm-hmm. Okay? So there's a very interesting value that is added 
if you invited the gentleman, what value he put on that was like, I don't know, I put a lot of value on that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, sounds like it's good for you and your members as well. Um, you mentioned that you went to school in India until you were 19. Yes. From your knowledge, how do Indian schools compare with American schools? And, and I ask this generally just because I have an interest in education. Yes. I think that the American education system is at an education education system. Mm-hmm. How so? It educates you. That involves you teaching something that you didn't have to take you to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it could be advantageous in India in math and science, though. Yeah, it might as well be math and science, right? So in other words, India does that better? Yes. Because the the competition to get into the how much engineering school is so severe mm-hmm. that at age 15, 16, you pretty much decided to do the future. You know, 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 you you know, you know, you Alternatively, I do think there is an advantage with the American system in a general problem-solving mode, just being able to know a lot about a lot of different things. Do you see that? I absolutely see that. Okay. And then I really don't see that. It was, this is, 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 this but you know what we're going to have? We are going to train people to an interdisciplinary tradition. And I think we're going to be able to do that switch over time much more to give us the world. So for example, if you look at biotech companies you now, and you say, who are the people who do software? In the meantime, no software you can watch as far as one school about the biotech companies. Okay? So they have to talk with their own internal people to learn from programs from language and bridge organisms. I really, and these are five years to learn how four kinds of the program. I really need people who understand software building as well as software discipline. The new job, the new value added job, I don't think is something when we seriously say we are allow people to have an interdisciplinary degree. And I think we are going to do this country much more quicker than that program seminar is. Because this is one of the best things in software, people of class, that's where the market is, we are the movement. And we are becoming and now that we come need people to know more than one thing. I didn't go to school in Europe when I lived in Germany, spent some time in Poland, Sweden. One thing I did find, though, is their educational systems are much more structured. And you take certain tests at certain <coughs> levels along the way, and if you do well in the test, you go this direction, you don't do it. Regardless, you are plugged in to a certain path very early and very strongly. And to change your path, in other words, you can't even think about changing your college major because you go in as this, you come out as this. No questions, no no diversions. And there's advantages and disadvantages. Yeah, but, but so, I, I, uh, 
know, a brand new CR to learn them. The question is, you know, is it a real answer? But I, I think, I think I've got to move on that in, in this education system. Okay. Do you that? How much time do you spend in India? Um, what I do is, uh, initial stages, I spend quite a bit of time, and the senior management guys are built up there, no matter where she's setting up the kind of several months in the morning to attend there. Now, typically, I would spend maybe two, two and a half weeks at the morning. Okay. Spend much time in China, looking after this investment of yours? No. Okay. Travel any place else other than India? For Brazil or otherwise? Uh, yeah, uh, you're welcome. Uh, well, for Japan, in the context of that, uh, France, uh, London, uh, England, uh, Netherlands, um, Germany. So, in other words, serving customers, uh, projects, projects uh, uh, the, uh, the people who sell our products in the local collaborations with um, Spanish or Fox companies do well. Okay. Um, last couple personal things. When you were in India, did you see or hear of any things about the tsunami that people might not have heard of here in Chicago? Well, I started hearing in India uh, much earlier than I think recently when we were here in Asia City. In other words, the wave just yeah. washed stuff away and it's a farm. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I thought was that uh, the problem really was just that there's no shortage of problems. Money or food or both of the things that we would be able to issue. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I assume you speak Hindi? I speak Hindi, yes. Any other languages? Uh, not really. Um, I, I, I can understand some of the languages in different things, but I speak Hindi fluently and no when you go to India, yes. do you typically work in Hindi or English? English. That is what nobody wants to hear. It's not a big deal. That goes there is uh, is a Canada. It's not Hindi. Hmm. What? Hindi is in Northern part. Hindi is in New Delhi. Hindi is Lakhano. Because I went to schools in Delhi and Lakhano, and that's why I don't mean. Okay. Either speak the local language or English. So you, you know, for my ignorance is shut. Because I know that you know, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, I know that you've taught at IIT, also went to Northwestern. Are you familiar with their international business programs at all? Any thoughts on that? Uh, I think Northwestern, uh, California, does put on some pretty good events where they educate people on uh, what is one of the biggest trends in the uh, in the international world. Mm -hmm. um, I don't see. Oh, okay, I am a key, really different to the uh, international world. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, just curious. Um, and I'm curious, have your Indian colleagues given you an impression of what they think of Chicago as an international business destination? Yeah, in my business colleagues, I'd be interested to know what they think of Chicago as an IT center. Yeah, I think they certainly see that as a business here to be I mean, for the big problems that are in here at CNN, but not in here, there's a lot of banks, a lot of banks, 
Because I guess the way, as you might know, I work for the Canadians here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And part of the way they saw the U.S. is the West Coast is all the developers, the East Coast is all the content creators, and here in the middle, you really couldn't define it. Is that your yeah, well, I, I, I think I think you're right, and that's why the you move from that different here and you also from that right? Because what do you want to know? From real technology, right? You move from here and you move from here. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Anything that I missed about your background that you think is important? I think it's very comprehensive. Okay. So, uh, thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, we got it all.